Hey, what's going on, everyone? We're back. Because we're the prodigals. The prodigals. Uh, welcome to the prodigals podcast, where we talk about all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. Yes, we discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies, and that is why we are here for you. My name is Mark, and I'm joined by Alan, Arwen, and Jed. Billy can't be with us tonight. He's out there saving lives. Um, so today, in this episode, we will be doing something quite different, but fun. We are sort of doing a question and answer thing, but instead of questions coming from you guys, the listeners, we will ask each other the questions uh we know there are still some questions you guys have sent that we haven't tackled but rest assured we will get to them in the next couple of weeks so let's get on to the question Uh, so billy's question to us was who is your biblical crush male or female i don't know how i feel about this question like we're (laughs) need some more like context with this like there's not a lot of female options (laughs) yeah i don't um i can answer my okay it's a male crush but it doesn't have to do with his looks because i don't know what he looks like (laughs) we don't know what anyone looks like Um, okay. but I would have to say Elisha uh, there's just uh, when you look at Elisha um, he's kind of not discussed as much as Elijah or looked as highly as Elijah yeah Elijah's great uh, chariots of fire um, and uh, you know the, the fire coming down from heaven onto the altar making it rain after um yeah elijah's great but i think like there is just like he would get discouraged easily um i found that about elijah but when you look at elisha just the conviction that he has and Dude, the, the mother bear. that he has <laughs> um just don't make fun of bald people bro yeah, yeah like uh for those of you who don't yeah for those of you who yeah, for those of you who don't know the story, when Elijah was made fun of by the kids for having for being bald, he called on a bear to eat them, and they were mauled. Uh, but that's not why I like him. Uh, I like him because of his conviction and his confidence. Um, and there was just like, I don't know if there was any instance where he ever was discouraged or doubted or was scared. Like anytime yeah. there was trouble looming, he just knew what to do, and um, yeah, like nice. That's why I like Elisha. Nice. I think for me, mine would be Peter. Peter. I was thinking about Paul, but then just thinking about how fiery and how passionate of like a person paul is like i i don't know maybe i might feel a little bit a little intimidated (laughs) around him (laughs) i don't know like yeah like i think he i think he speaks in love i think he he speaks in grace but i mean there's also part of me like oh so much power he speaks with authority from jesus whoa Uh, so um uh, maybe not paul but peter i think uh, to me, he's pretty relatable. Um, he goofs up a lot. Um, he denied Jesus a couple of times, not a couple of times, three times, a lot of times. Uh, and then it's just that reigning question of like, um, Jesus asking him like, you know, do you, do you love me? Do you love me? I think like things that Peter goes through, I feel really is something that I can relate to walking on water. Wow. I, obviously I, I have not walked on water. That's not what I can relate to. But the meaning behind walking on water, I can relate to. Um, but yeah, Peter, for me, is someone uh, I crush that I have in the Bible. Nice. 
uh, for mm-hmm. myself, it would have to be King Solomon. And the only reason is it's one of the very first, um, he was one of the very first uh, Bible characters that I, I remember vividly, um, like one of his stories growing up. Um, and it was only because oh, of a picture yeah. of him holding a baby with the two moms. And then yeah. like he had like a sword. And like I, I've always remembered that from, from time. Um, but yeah, really great story. I think it was what First Kings, uh, yeah, two or three, three. I think it's three something. First Kings, three. Yeah, yes. nice. it was like I think it's a difficult decision or something. That was the heading of that story, and um, yeah, just how, the logic that he used. Because I mean, like you know, in face value, they were both telling the truth, and then he just man, his wisdom. Wisdom, man. That's that's why I like him. He's my crush. Crush. So I actually have two because I didn't know what Billy was really asking. So the first one, let's go with the guy one. So yeah, so my guy is Enoch um, because it just says about him that he walked with God and then he bounced. Boom. He's right out of there. Right, and I I like that you don't get to hear a lot about what he what he was about. Uh, there's sort of like this mysterious aspect of it, and maybe that's just my introverted self coming out. Like I find myself wanting to be that like a lot. That's a that's a theme in my life that I want to walk with God and not draw too much attention. I mean, not draw that that attention to myself whether it's a good thing or especially making mistakes, right? That I would mm-hmm. just walk with God and then, you know, God would just be pleased and that's it. For the girl, I went with Abigail, right? How can you not? So he, she, Abigail. Is Abigail, sorry, I don't saved, know. Okay, so Abigail is, <laughs> she. she's basically the second wife of David, but it was during the time when David ran, like he was being chased by Saul so him and about 300 men, they're off in like the country, you know, hiding from Saul, but also trying to you know, earn a living by protecting sort of like the inhabitants of the, the surrounding area. And so he does, does this with, with a dude named Nabal, right? And Nabal, he's, he's, uh, he's a wealthy farmer, you know, rancher, like he's, he's prosperous, but he's kind of a jerk, right? Mm. So, um, when when david and his men just like well you know let's you know, he, he asks he asks um nabal in a roundabout way hey can you help us out we've been helping you out you know keep every, the peace around everything and nabal was you know he just he kept true to sort of like his character traits and was a jerk and says no and david kind of uncharacteristically loses like his cool and he goes to like and he's going to kill Nabal and like everybody that's there in his household. Abigail is his wife, right? Nabal's wife. And she has really good sense. Um, and she, she hears what is happening. Uh, and so she takes like a whole bunch of stuff that, that'll appease David and his men, mainly around food. Cause you know, that's how guys get appeased. Mm, right? Yes. Mm. So for any girl out there. <laughs> so, she, so she gets on a cart. She brings all this stuff. She goes and talks to David. And she goes, hey, look, I know my, I know my husband's an idiot. Please don't kill him. Right? Here's some stuff. We, you know you're, you're, you're the next king of Israel. Da, 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 da. And, you know, David, David is assuaged from his anger. Right? So he turns aside. Abigail comes back, uh, uh, comes back home. Nabal's having this huge feast because I guess it's like the end of the harvest, right? And they've had like a really good haul. And uh, he hears what happens and he falls down dead. (laughs) So David's like, well, okay. He goes on, takes her as his wife and that's it. But like, mind if I do. Don't mind if I do. And so, yeah, that's, I, I find that, you know, being able to, to manage people and sort of like manage situations and stuff and, yeah, that's that's sort of like my guy and girl crush. Wow, cool. I didn't wow. know, but 
Thank you for yeah, sharing. Man. I don't know. I'm glad <laughs> wow, I want to add one more. Go, oh, do it, man. Yeah, do I'm it. surprised no one mentioned Ruth and Boaz. Like that that story in the Bible is so melodic. It's I don't know. I I find it just so like smooth. You know, everything. There's like this romantic kind of lens, uh, and then the disparity. I I I'm, I I think I would have a girl crush for Ruth for sure because like I don't know, just like her willing to be wanting to go into a different culture uh, other than her own. And then that really intimate and heartfelt conversation she had with like Naomi, like, I don't know, just, it's like, that's a, I feel like that's a rare character trait that you can find in someone. And I think Ruth is someone that I would not only aspire for someone that I would potentially date, but (laughs) also uh, some, uh, characteristic that I would like in myself as well hmm. there we go yeah Love I Ruth mean, and Boaz. so Ruth many and Boaz. there's so many choices uh but i guess we could only pick one or i guess in our case yeah. pick two. Two. But yeah. <laughs> sorry couldn't help myself okay so i'll go next right. um so my question to you guys is uh what spiritual gift uh, um spiritual gift and i guess we can include spiritual fruit as well spiritual gift fruit uh that you've been kind of thirsting for that you've been wanting for a while you know what what would that be and what would you do with it once you got it hmm. <laughs> hold on i i yeah, i need i need i need a little time to contemplate on that one that this is a hard one um for me it would be evangelism Oh, just yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we can share. Okay, like, okay. It's not like it's I'll choose a different one. No, no. Uh, for me, it's evangelism because I find I just find myself that like I'm the shy type of person, um, sort of leaning to the more introverted side, and it really takes a lot of courage for me to just talk to someone about Jesus. Um, and even like the words to speak while having conversation, um, just, you know, like just you saying the right words at the right time or feeling the conversation where it's going. And then finally, like introducing Jesus to them and finally leading them to Jesus. I think like, that's what I've been craving and I've been praying for ever since, like, you know, you asked the question um to us um because i just like yes just so crucial just winning souls to christ and i find that like i struggle when it comes to just going up to someone or just bringing up that spiritual conversation with a friend um so just like having that dream of bringing like many people thousands hundreds to jesus um yeah that's what i that's what i want yeah i would i I feel that i know you you wanted that one uh but i feel like you know that's not very much of a stretch for you because you're pretty outgoing and you know you connect with people well off the bounce so i don't know how how much i mean i guess you could think that it would be taken to the next level but like I don't know. I I think you that you're almost there anyways. So go pick something else, man. Don't 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 choose the easy one for you. I'm very thankful you said that, but no, like I think um when I think of evangelism, um I think the first memory that comes to mind is when we went to California for GYC. Wild. Um, (laughs) You remember what year that was? I think 2008. That was 10. That was 2010. Yeah. California. Yeah. Um, I remember. 2009. 2009. No. Well, yeah. 2009 going to 2010. Wasn't it? No. It was like my last year. It was my last year in seminary. Did we all go? It was my first year in grade nine. (laughs) Yeah, we were. We We were all there. All of us here. Here, right? Yeah. Okay. There. um yeah i remember like i don't know when which day it was but i remember um on saturday i think we had to go door to door and um i forgot i think it was just like glow tracks that we had to give to people and it was oh man i was like oh 
I was so not discouraged, but it was just like, I'm like, oh man, I can't do evangelism. Like I'll never be able to do this. And I don't know if at that time that was what my thought of evangelism was. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But then Kaelin just <clears throat> mentioned that, you know, it, it's just connecting with people and I guess connecting with people and then just um, communicating God's love that way. Like, I didn't think of evangelism as that until now. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, the thing with evangelism, I, th- I, I mean, it's just sort of like my perspective, but I mean, going door to door, handing out tract, tracts and stuff like that. Uh, I think that's a little bit overplayed. Mm-hmm. And so people are outdated. And there's, yeah, a little outdated. You know, when somebody asks, answers the door, it's not like it was in the 50s, 40s, 30s, where, you know, people would invite you into their homes and, you know, they'd be happy to see you and stuff like that. Now yeah. there's a very real skepticism of anything that's just offered to you, especially mm-hmm. when it comes with a tag free this is free to you it doesn't cost you anything because our sensors go up our walls go up nothing is for free there's always a catch right Mm. even the way that we do evangelism you know when we do outreach we even when we do outreach it's because we want to evangelize people right there's an ulterior motive to it and so i i don't blame people when they're when they're skeptical about that so like us going out and knocking on doors and giving out tracks is all finding good but that's not going like it's it's a hard sort of like way to do evangelism there isn't going to be a whole lot of like stuff there's going to be a whole lot of misses before you get a hit Hmm. and so don't don't base it on that particular you know um scenario or 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 experience because you know that's that's i think evangelism does have to change with the times as, as paul would say look i'm i'm everything to every man Right, so he understood mm-hmm. the the idea to be flexible in how to approach people, and the way that we do, particularly here in our West, Western culture, it's definitely not anymore in your face that type of thing. Some people can get away with it, right, in some certain setups, but usually those setups take a lot of money and a huge production, right, right? which most of us do not have. So you know. <clears throat> I challenge you to rethink what evangelism is and go for it. But yeah, you don't get to choose that because that's too easy for you. Mm, okay. Um, well, yeah, like you're right. Yeah. I'll definitely look into that. Anyways, like my other answer was knowledge. Um, nice. nice. Uh, I think I'm very borderline jealous whenever you guys can like refer to a text just like that whenever someone says something i don't know if that's just you know you're you're used to reading that verse that's why you're able to refer to it naturally but um yeah when i read what knowledge was it was um described as the gift of somebody somebody who actively pursues knowledge of the bible um and this person may also enjoy analyzing biblical data i don't know if i can Go and get into that second part yet, but just being able to, on cue, refer to a verse that actually makes sense to what the person is saying or referring to what the person saying. I think that's such a sick gift that you guys have, and <laughs> I'm very envious of it. Thank you. And uh, uh, I think been, like it it crashes a lot, but yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, and in terms of what I want to do with it, like I think it's exactly that because there's so many conversations that I've had with people that I know, like our youth especially, and like I wish I could drop like a nice text for them to refer to, but I'm I'm just lacking in that department. So I I, I want to probably read a lot more and more often if if that's the case, and. Um, maybe categorize whatever i'm reading into like okay this is about love this is about forgiveness you know like i know there's always indexes in the back of the bibles um but yeah maybe i'll just create my own index to be fair index wow I love that. <laughs> Sounds like a glass cleaner, bro. <laughs> to be fair, like I don't know text. I can, I can basically. I mean, there are times where it'll come out, but I can't tell you where it's from. I can't. I mm. definitely can't tell you what number the verses or the chapters are. 
No. I get principles. That's that's mm. that's pretty much it. So I don't know about my I mean there are there are people that are out there that can just like bam 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 just like yeah. tell you where it is, you know, chapter, verse, and what they were doing when they first learned it. Like I there's people that are just that like that they're built and wired that way. I am not. Yeah. So I am not. I do whatever um, I can. Yeah, I could say a text, but I may misquote it or <laughs> Um, at least you know I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't know like the exact verse yeah i just like say oh it's in luke or whatever yeah for even ex- that even yeah. that man like i wish i could do that for example Pray what for i me, would bro. what i would tell you solomon says <laughs> your man crush says, <laughs> all right all right all right i get you, I get you. your man crush said the um the fear of god is the beginning of knowledge mm. so um yeah pray for it and yearn after it and ask for it from god and just like solomon i believe that he'll give it to you mm. if you really like asking for it for with the motivation of using it for god yeah so mm. hey, dog. appreciate that next person jed did you go no i didn't go <laughs> but i've been like trying to figure out what would be a good one that really like oh it's so tough um i guess i'd I'd have to go with wisdom um the gift of wisdom um i guess the way i define it i I guess the way that it can be defined is like how do you even define wisdom (laughs) it's like the ultimate question (laughs) um Um, like the ability to go do it the gift this... of uh, being able to sort through facts and data to discover what needs to be done for the church. Okay. Yeah, the way that's... that I yeah the way that I see yeah. wisdom is like it's different than knowledge. Knowledge is like mm-hmm. okay, let's let's bring it to music. So knowledge is like you know what the chords are, you know what the keys are, but wisdom allows you to make music, mm. right? It's able to put it together in a most efficient way in the way that that works that's that's the way that wisdom is for me at least you you can have a whole bunch of like random information but in order for it to make it work for you you need wisdom Mm -hmm. and not only work for you but but to sort of bring other sort of like other pieces of information that seem not related right and have it sort of like yeah like Mm -hmm. work well yeah Yeah. i it it just i think just overall, like I've I've been encountering a lot of challenging situations, a lot of difficulties with relationships, friendships, um, and I've also seen other people struggle with their relationships and their friendships, uh, and even like in the the whole context of the COVID nineteen situation and and everything, like just there's a lot of complications and a lot of pain in the world, right? Um, and so it, it takes a lot of wisdom. That can only come from God to be able to navigate such like instances, right? Um, in, especially in context with the church, uh, like, should we allow this member to do this? Should we not allow this member to do this? There's a dispute between two members of the church. What should we do? And I think there's a lot of wisdom um, that needs to be carried through. Uh, I like that example. I'll let you put in terms of music. I also see it like, like music. You can compile the music notes. You can compile all these all these the framework for the song all together um but ultimately playing it playing the song is what's really really what can be really challenging and and so i i feel like i've been in a place where intake of information about bible stuff and and philosophy and and all these bible passages can easily go to my mind but being able to apply that uh and be able to act on the spot in good reason and in good favor of someone that is opposing me is really challenging. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's for, I, I find making decisions really hard at times. I'm usually at a place where I'm just in the middle and I just have these two decisions in my head and then I just like loathed and just withdraw myself and be like, okay, let me look at this again. Okay, all right, I looked at it. All right, come back again. And I just don't make a decision. And you know, it's just trying to, yeah. I mean, the gift of wisdom would be really great. Hopefully that I explained that well. That was, kind of... <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was good. That's good. Um, so I have got like two of them. First one's kind of a, a joke, kind of not really. 
Uh, <laughs> Speaking tongues. Yeah. So you all know, right? You all know why. Why is because I can't speak Tagalog. I can't speak my native mm. language, and I get a lot of flack for it, right? And so, yeah, I I kind of use it as as like you know, I I can joke about it so that people don't dig on me for it. So I'll get ahead of it. But yeah, there are times where I'm just like, I wish that I could not only just my dialect, like a whole bunch. Like I I. I admire polyglots, right? Those that can speak multiple languages. And what I wanted to do specifically for that is just translation, right? As an introvert, uh, you know, I don't want to be part of the spotlight, but I still wanted to be, um, still want to be sort of involved in it. And so, sort of like the cross uh, translation between one, you know, one to another, right? I wanted to be involved in, right? Maybe it's just because I've been deprived of that and so many times that I've prayed for it, but it's just not, it's just a gift that God is not going to give me, right? And mm. so that's that's sort of like the first one that, that I've been pining for. Imagine every time you spoke Tagalog, there's like tongues of fire on your head. <laughs> that would be a trick, yeah. <laughs> just to mess people up, just to show them, yes, I know, right? Um, then the second one, uh, kind of like a second one is it's sort of like the gift of of giving, right? And I figured out and um, this whole idea, like what, our last episode of anagrams. In man, I can't say. And you got it. You got it. It was on the right track, right? Is that you know I want to be able to give, but I'm so scared that I'm going to compromise. You know, um, I'm not going to have enough, mainly for my family. Like I've overextended so much that you know somebody else suffers for it. Right. And I can't look into the eye and, and answer them. Well, why did I, why did I give out so much? And now my family has to, you know, kind of suffer for it. Right. And no, and I know there's, I know, I know the right way of thinking, right. Just like, Oh, trust God because God will provide for you. You know, you, whatever. I just, I'm, I'm having a hard time bringing myself to that. So that is definitely not a gift that I have that I wish that I did. Right. And so, yeah, that's probably it. True. Nice. <clears throat> cool. I'll go next. <laughs> what book would you recommend to a friend? I would recommend <laughs> The Hobbit <laughs> by J.R.R. <laughs> Tolkien. <laughs> Um, not only was that book the first book I read during social distancing, um, <laughs> or maybe the first book I've completed after years of not reading a novel, um, <laughs> but it's, it's just wild how at the end of the journey, I just realized a lot about who I am. Um, am I willing to make the risks the same risks that the characters in the book made? Am I willing to step and venture out into the uncomfortability? And so surprisingly, like though the book Token wrote for his children, um, like it was a book that really spoke to me in terms of like who I am. Um, and that's really cool. Like the power of stories can really, can, can almost, almost be an act almost like a mirror in some ways. Uh, about who you are as a person uh, of course that is it, it, it is that's not comparable to scripture um, but overall like I would recommend The Hobbit um, it's an easy read and and it's really fun and yeah you learn a lot there you go nice you want me to go next um, yeah. yeah I can definitely go next um, the only book that I remember reading from start to finish um, it was a book that Rika gave me, uh, The Outsiders. I don't know if you guys remember that book. Yes, I do. It's a really good book. Really okay movie. Um, a lot of upcoming stars. Uh, I think that's why like, I, I, I read it because I liked the movie. <clears throat> but um, like all movies, definitely the book has so much more to offer. Um, yeah, it's just a really good coming-of-age um, story. Um, like... And it's, I don't know, it's something that, uh, I don't know, like, I, I just imagine them wearing, like, their jeans and, like, 
white t-shirts and uh, <laughs> leather jackets. The, yeah, it's just like uh, classic style. And I don't know. I, I really like that book. Um, definitely recommend it. Um, out of how many stars? Uh, I would say four out of five stars for that one. Nice. Um, yeah, like any age, I think it's, yeah. And if you haven't seen the movie, just go, go watch the movie too. Do you mean four out of five fatted cows? <laughs> are we doing that? <laughs> we haven't done that in a while. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's an easy read too. I think that's why I was able to finish it. Unlike you know, The Hobbit and Dumbo. No, The Hobbit's pretty short too, right? That's yeah, pretty decent. Yeah. yeah, I think it's the first one that's pretty thick. The uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I saw. Oh my gosh, I struggled. That's a, that's a thick book. So much. Spent two weeks trying to read that. Yeah. It's so dense. Hey, did you try? Did you read the the prequel, the Silmarillion? No, I didn't. I'm I'm not gonna read that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like looking at the poetry in uh in Lord of the Rings. I was just like, oh no, it's, I'm good. <laughs> I'm satisfied with just the trilogy yeah. and Hobbit. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, what else can I say about that book? Uh, that's about it. I think that's like probably the first book that I learned about, not learned about gangs, but like I kind of like gangs in a way. Okay. Not, not in a, like a, you know, violent way, but it's just like the, the close knit thing. It just reminded yeah. me of like how I am with my friends. And yeah, it's, yeah. And uh, the character's name, Pony Boy. You can't forget that. Yeah, I think it's Pony oh, Boy. Yeah. I was thinking about it. Okay. I think it was Tom Cruise in the movie. <laughs> was it Tom Cruise? No. No, it's um... Pony Boy. Isn't Pony Boy the original? I mean, like, like the main. No. No, oh, the actor character? actor in the movie. Oh, Pony Tommy, Boy Thomas is C. Uh... Thomas C. Howell. Yeah, Howell. I don't. Um... Yeah, he, so he's the, origi- yeah, the, uh, the original. Yeah, the original one. The main guy. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Stay gold, Pony Boy. Stay gold. <laughs> gold. Yes. Classic. There you go. There you go. Mark? Uh, for me, it would be The Story of Christianity by Justo yes, yes, yes. Oh, Hus- 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 Gonzalez. It goes okay. through like, the whole history of the Christian church. And I would just recommend it because there's so much wisdom to be gained from studying history like the history of the christian church like where like everything comes from like the things that we practice now where it originated um the history of like catholic church uh, and then like the schism and then um then going back to like constantine and just learning about constantine um yeah I, i would say that the church or like the friend that I would recommend it to would learn so much about the rich history of the church and knowing just like why we practice some stuff and like how, how the church has been affected. Um, Even like the modern church, how it's still affected from the practices of the early church Um, or even like the first century or the second century church going to like the medieval church and all that um yeah so that's the book i would recommend it's a good read also like it's not very academic um it it goes into like it's kind of like a storytelling um format so it's very simple language uh simple um timelines and like you would go into like the martyrs and um just would tell like cool stories and like cool and cool insights that we normally don't know about the characters in the past. So there you go. Cool. Um, I actually thought you said mere Christianity. So that's why I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But not. Um, So I, um, (laughs) So I read a bunch of books when I was younger. Uh, they're all fantasy based, so probably not going to mention any of those. So the ones that I've ever read, what? Kind of what? Yeah. You got to share one. Like what, medieval. What kind fantasy. of fantasy? 
like um okay so like we were i was in the middle of um this series by david eddings like it's called the wheel of time there's actually oh, yeah. uh, um, a show coming out of that but uh i only got to the fourth book there's like 12 or 16 books now um but yeah um that's not the books that i i'm going with uh the one that I I kind of just stuck out to me was the case for Christ, right by Lee Strobel. Lee Strobel, right? Uh, it yes. just seems like so, I mean, particularly for for a guy like me that that you know that does want to you know still be uh, you know have the faith based aspect of our relationship in in our spirituality, but also how logic you know kind of comes into play, right? Because we're not we're not dumb. It's not like we're going into these things and just kind of like, yes, we're called sheep, but like, you know, like dumb sheep, like not knowing what's up, right? So Lee Strobel goes through it, like if those that aren't, aren't familiar with it, as, uh, as an investigative journalist would try to make a case for, for Christ. But he tried to go it the other way, trying to make a case why Christ was not, you know, this historical figure or not somebody that should be reckoned with, Right. He was a professed atheist, and by the end of the book, you know, God got a hold of him because he because he wrestled with sort of the information that was out there, right? And and I feel that I feel that if if you know humanists or anybody or agnostics or anybody else that that struggle with that that sort of even people that that grew up in the church and they you know they they were taught all these sunday school lessons these sabbath school lessons and and they get to a point where they start to question it that's a book that that might help you sort of like clarify things and even bolster maybe uh maybe bolster your faith to a to a good degree right so there was that um and a close second was uh a, a book by um by a guy named henry nowen n-o-u-w-e-n right um Scandinavian, a Scandinavian uh, fellow, right? It's called, I think it's In the Name of Jesus. I think that the book is called, but it's it's a, sort of like a, he, he takes it uh, uh, from a philosophical standpoint, but the way that he writes, there's a lot of poetry in it. So much so that when I saw um, Hillsong and their, their documentary, right? Joel Houston, uh, when they were trying to write, you know, the, the lyrics to some of the words, I saw him like pouring over one of Henry Nowen's books, right? Because his stuff is good, right? So anything that has Henry Nowen, you know, check it out and um, and see if that speaks to you from the creative side and then case for Christ for the logical side of your brain. Nice. Mine was what are some, so, so yeah, my question is what are some songs Slash music you've been listening to recently. Any recommendations? Yes. If you, li- if you do listen to music, <laughs> give me anything. I can go first. Um, so this artist that I'm listening to, her name is uh, Maggie Rogers. Maggie Rogers went viral when um, she played her song for Pharrell in one of his master class um, master classes. Pretty much a song that she wrote. Um, she wrote it in 15 minutes. Whoa! Um, yeah, wow. like she's wow. so like she's wow. so talented. Like um, she's got wisdom. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> she uh, just released like one of her uh, albums um, recently. Uh, oh, not recently. Like this past early last year. Um, it's called "Heard It in a Past Life." Uh, pretty much the, what you're going to expect from her is uh, it's a folk pop. So a lot of, Ooh, I like uh, yeah, I think you guys are going to love, it's like very easy, um, easy listening. Um, her voice is lovely. And uh, what like, I guess drew her most for me, like, like what I, why I, why I, why I like kind of gravitated towards her is because she has, um, What's this called? What's this called? Syn syn synthesia. Wow. Is that the word? Is that the thing with the eyes, or is it? Oh, no, synthesia um, is like when you have two of your senses um, combining at the same time. 
So for her music, when she hears music, she sees colors. Oh, oh, yeah. oh okay. So like, what's his name? What's his name? Oh, frick. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that guy. That guy. That, that, that guy. guy. That, that the guy. One, you know, the, yeah, him. The guy with the, the eyebrow. <laughs> There's only one guy that I know the brow. There's also Ratatouille. You know, you can, we can do <laughs> that guy. But um, yeah, so that's, I listen to it. Again, her album is called Heard It in the Past Life. Maggie Rogers, I think um, she came in number two, uh, her album when it first came out. So, and she got nominated for Best New Artist in 2020. Nice. That's great. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. Um, any songs by Wham? <laughs> yeah. no, no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> um, I've been listening to a lot of Bethel lately. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> their last album, I think like, it's called Victory. And also, I really like the Starlight their starlight album um it's just like bethel is just a different breed of worship team um it's just <laughs> explain. like explain explain okay so you have the hill songs and um you know, the hill song would you know like nice songs like they're great songs um but bethel just goes into like another layer of human emotion and they just the depths that the, their songs contain and uh, like the rawness of emotion uh, that are portrayed in the words and not necessarily in you know like the style of music that they play yeah. they're like their the emotions are embedded in the words uh, so that's what I like about Bethel um, there ain't no grave <laughs> yeah so I, good. I like that song so good uh, <laughs> so good yeah I think like they adapted it from Johnny Cash. That song, um, yeah. It's, it has a very yeah. like Western twang to it. Um, yeah. So I really like how they explore just like the rawness of human emotion. So like the things that they go through. Um, yeah. Some songs that I specifically uh, that I like is yeah, there ain't no grave. Um, also, take courage. Uh, by Christine DeMarco. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Starlight by Amanda Cook. Mm-hmm. Um, another one would be... I'm not sure if this is in the Starlight album. I, I'm pretty sure it's not, but uh, It Is Well by Christine DeMarco. Christine DeMarco, yeah. yeah. Nice. So, those are mine. Oh, snap. Uh okay um and it, okay so a lot of this has is in the context because my wife is accusing me of not singing anymore right so there's a lot I mean when I go when I before like this whole shutdown thing happened uh I would you know um, belt out to elevation because that one the, the dude with the blonde hair like he always go goes high so I try to match that right so a lot of elevation songs I'll do. Um, and in conjunction with that, um, uh, in conjunction with that, um, sort of like the soundtrack to uh, The Greatest Showman. Yo, <laughs> the best. repeat too. Best. Wait, the from original or on. the remix? From now uh, on. The original because, you know, the remix is fine. Uh, particularly the, uh, I, I enjoy the pentatonics one. Um, but yeah, like uh, the original. Uh, especially since I can't re- like the high note that uh, Zach Efron hits with Zendaya on whatever that song. I, oh, it's just, uh, just a bit service? out of my range. Yeah, it's so bad. So here I am, I'm like screaming at the top of my lungs in my car, windows rolled up because I don't want to embarrass myself and people are still looking. So, you know, it's just, <laughs> that's just there. And that's it. When I, when I, uh, when I, my first musical that I ever saw was Phantom of, uh, I mean, um, mm. yeah, Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. And so there was one of the, there was one song that there's a couple songs there that I've always wanted to hit and I couldn't hit them and I can hit them now. So yeah, I 
it's kind of just been real recently. Is this the fat of the opera that came to Toronto in 2004? Dude, Calm Wilkinson is my dude. Let's go. <laughs> that that guy's my dude. <laughs> so yeah, that's, there, that's the thing. That's that's what I've been listening to. Alrighty then. Sure. All right. Oh, mine. Yeah. My music reference. My music references. Yeah. Uh, I would. So I only have one right now. Um, it would be. It's entitled "In the End." Um, it's a new song by Jeremy Passion, Gabe Bondock, and Melissa Polinar. Okay. Um, it's such a solid song. Like the first, I I only found out about the song probably two months ago, and it's really just really comforting. You know, when when you feel like you're alone, but just knowing that just because people aren't there with you physically doesn't mean that no one's there for you. Um, and so it's just really comforting to 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 believe that. I'm not going through this COVID-19 situation alone, but with people, with my family, with you guys, you know, indirectly, uh, we're all going through this alone, separately, but together. I think that's an important message for sure. True. Listen to that again. All right. Last question. All right. Last question. Um, If you were to name a body part of yours, Oh, <laughs> from someone in the Bible, who would it be in which body part? I want to say Gol- Goliath. Uh, <laughs> a certain appendage, but uh-huh. let's keep it clean. Uh, um, you already went there, though. All right, all right. <laughs> um, Your thighs? Goliath? No. Oh, my. <laughs> I I don't want to say Solomon for my brain, <laughs> not because I'm wise, but because I want to be wise. Right. Okay. I like that. Just like I'm not Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So. Um... So uh, I would name uh, my tongue Peter. Ah, mm-hmm. right? I see. Because because okay. every once in a while, like I, I I do my best to try to, you know, to be succinct and to try to you know be right with my words. But every once in a while, my Peter gets me into trouble, right? So you know, just kind of yeah, not do that. Because sometimes he gets it right. Sometimes it's it's good. Sometimes it's like you know it's it's eloquent and it's and and I'm and I'm coming out and I'm just like yeah that's that was such a good thing to say. And then other times it's just like bam, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? So yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. I like that. Uh, for me, it'd be vocal cords, David. Ooh. Yeah. Um I love I love how like the Psalms is really tied to him. Um how he is a musician. Um he sings and he makes and creates. Um and so yeah, like just being able to, you know, sing praises uh the way that like David could. So I guess that kind of works. Musician to musician, pulling a David. Uh, i like that but you did you don't know if he was a good singer i mean you know why you know why so what he just over like like when you're singing to Saul, Saul's just like over i mean he had those many women in his life so that's why the second time paul's through a spear and (laughs) and he and it was so bad that he missed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he was a good singer. Yeah, like, like all that time, pasture, like shepherding your sheep, like all that time spent alone, is, like a good <laughs> time honing your skill. 
Not even all the women that he was with. Do you think he talked to them? No, man. He sang to them. He serenaded them for sure. He just sang to the mountains. It's it. the ultimate Ew. microphone, you know? It just echoes and echoes. Nice. Um, for myself, uh, my hair. Um, wow. Samson. Ah, Samson. Yes, guy. <laughs> yes. Like, I mean, yeah, all this time, like, I put so much effort into hair and like during COVID, I'm just like, I don't care anymore. I'm going to shave it off. Like, I don't. And then, I don't know, just that, that's, that story just, it was all about, it was not his hair. That was his power. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, and then I'm reminded of that song. It's a country song. It doesn't matter how you cut your hair. That's what it's That's what it's side that counts or something like that. Wow. That's, that's yeah. such a country line, man. Yeah, it is a country line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't um, know that song, but it sounds good. Oh, man. Yeah, Samson hair, for sure. It's funny because you were saying, yeah, I just I just want to cut my hair, and then my screen just immediately cut to Mark because like, there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Elisha. <laughs> I guess that's it. That is all. That Thank is you, good. folks. Thank you, folks, for joining us in this episode. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed listening to us and got to know us a little better through the questions and answers given. Uh, we are here every Wednesday, so be on the lookout for new episodes. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the prodigals pod if you like us and want to listen to other episodes just type in the prodigals podcast on uh spotify soundcloud um apple podcasts or on your favorite podcasting app uh, we hope we're on that too and if you like what you've been hearing please subscribe and follow us so that you're always up to date with our episodes if you could do so kindly, um, please leave us a rating and review. Uh, that way we are able to reach more people out there in the world. Um, and yeah, that's it. That's all we have for you today. So stay blessed and stay faithful and join us another episode next week of the Prodigals Podcast. The Prodigals.